gentlemen welcome this is dump on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast tonight is sunday june 12 2022 coming at you from champaign illinois my name is joel this is kind of an emergency broadcast of the podcast with me not as usual but special guest justin justin how's it going hey what's going on jojo how you feeling not good how are you feeling (laughs) Yeah, well, could be better. So I did not. So, okay. So for the, this is going to be a White Sox focused podcast. Oh, shit. I see why you're not feeling good. This weekend feels like the wheels are coming off the White Sox. They lost two out of three to Texas. Both of the losses came in extra innings, both of them in extremely painful fashion. The fans started booing, at least at the uh, yesterday's game. Did you, I didn't watch today's game. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen yesterday and today's game. And they were, in fact, booing Fire Tony. Yeah. So shit is going down. What's, what's your take on this? The season's over. Um, oh, really? Oh, wow. You're even more in panic mode. Well, yeah. It, it, it's fucked up because... Uh, when Tim Anderson got hurt, I realized the season was done because we're not good enough to dig ourselves out of these holes. Like, if you think about it, uh, Tim Anderson is the only player that's given me elite production. Like, Luis Robert has been an elite talent. You know, Jose Abreu is a COVID MVP. But mm-hmm. at the same time, that production has led to my team being meh since last August. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, Rick Hahn, you gave me this this window of five brilliant years. You thought I was going to be going to multiple parades, and now all of a sudden it just looks like two, what, three playoff wins in the last five years? No series wins. No, didn't win a series. Didn't win a series. One division championship. Yeah, one wild card. We also had some Tim Anderson is on the 10-day IL. Do you think they're just fucking around with him? Like, they don't want to put him on the 60-day. Yeah. Don't want to give him surgery, but we really don't have a timetable for him. Yeah, I mean, I think with T.A., it's like a wait and see. Because you got to think he's a hyper-athletic guy with a groin injury. So you got to monitor him daily. There is no, all right, T, go sit your ass down for a couple weeks. Call us when you're back. no. There's a lot of uh, delicate uh, observations you got to have down there, you know. So I think the Sox are with a wait-and-see approach with Tim Anderson. Uh, But, yeah, like I said earlier, the season's fucking over. Yeah. We're done. That's very sad. I keep looking at the schedule, and it's getting harder and harder for me. You know, I'm an optimist, but it's getting harder and harder for me to say we can win 90 games even in the uh, season. Because they're looking, they're looking thin if we can't even beat the Texas Rangers. Now, we do have a friendly schedule, right? I was talking about this the other day. We're done playing basically the AL East. We're done playing the Yankees, Red Sox, 
and Rays. We've got two more series against Baltimore and one more series against Toronto. And then it's Kansas City, Detroit, Kansas City, Detroit. So that's a silver lining right there. But then we got to beat Kansas City in Detroit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, great. We have other baseball teams that are on the schedule. Not yeah. so great. We're playing like a bag of shit. So even bad teams mm-hmm. can, you know, prey on us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Grandal got hurt in the Saturday game right after he finally started hitting baseballs. So that was typical. And uh, he's got hamstring tightness, I think they said. Yeah, but it's right. It, it's the hamstring right behind the knee that was giving him trouble. So I feel like it's just he's not going to be able to put as much weight on it. You can't really. He's a V8 engine, but you can't really open him up mm-hmm. at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, Grandal is we're watching his decline. Yeah, And it's crazy because uh, a big imposing physical guy like Osmani Grandal, watching him physically erode is just disgusting. It, $60 million for a catcher, Rickon, and we're watching him fucking fall through our hands like grains of sand. Mm-hmm. So, and, I mean, thank God for Reese McGuire. Exactly. But we had to call up Sebi Zavala. And he, it looks like he got some playing time today. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not great. I mean, I'm nothing against him, but that's not good that we need to have him in the lineup. Um, and then you have to play until, at least until TA comes back, you have to play either Josh Harrison or Leroy Garcia every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, we're, we're in a position, JoJo, where now Danny Mendick looked like a fucking Avenger because he's saving the day. Right. <laughs> So you're, you're down, you got World Series implications, and it all comes down to if Danny Mendick and Jake Berger are going to be able to pick up the slack. Which is not a great plan. Mm-mm. Even though Jake Berger's been great. Yeah, he's been super. Um, he's been great, yeah, leading the team. Eloy Jimenez uh, got pulled from a AAA game and is going to have to restart his rehab assignment. So that's at least, what, 20 days? Yeah. So th- th- it's going to be another month before you see Eloy. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of Andrew Vaughn, you know, parading out in the outfield. It's going to be a lot of Adam Engel up with two men on and one out. Right. <laughs> so hopefully Pollock can stay yeah. normal at least. Jake, uh, AJ is uh, heating up a little bit. He's starting to get into a rhythm now. Mm-hmm. So uh Hopefully he can hit a couple out and bail us out, really. Yeah. And do you know why Angle isn't getting that much playing time? I had questions about that. I mean, it's at the point to where the the players that are supposed to produce are are slugging outfields. Um, it's hard to fit Angle into that equation, especially when he's your fourth outfielder and now you gotta find a defensive replacement for a Gavin Sheets. I know he just got sent down, but you know, there's times when you're going to need angle to pinch run. So I can't start a good bullet if I'm going to need him later. And TLR doesn't, I don't care what anybody else say. Nobody is more conscious 
about situational baseball, seven, eight, ninth inning, than TLR. It's just you're giving him a bag of shit to play with. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he had his full strength roster. Yeah, you'll see Kendall Graveman Hendricks in the game. Right. But you can't risk burning these guys out the second week of June. Mm-hmm. I. I before this series, I was like, there's no way Tony's getting fired. Like, even after what happened with the Dodgers with the intentional walk on uh two strikes to was that Steger? No, that was uh Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Uh, walk Trey Turner to get to Max Muncie. Right, who then hit a three-run home run. Um, like I was like, okay, yeah, that was stupid at the time but he's not gonna because that got picked up by espn this is what i was complaining about is that suddenly like all the national talk shows are oh are they gonna fire larusa now which i feel like only time the national sports media talks about the chicago white Sox at all but that's just my pet peeve there but then the the Saturday game against the Rangers, I was just, I was like, what is he doing? Like, I was confused by that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at a certain point, it makes it look like a very decorated manager is uh, unable to do the simple tasks. Mm-hmm. But look at what you have. You have Giolito, who's at 83 pitches, and he's at his end of his rope. Yeah. Like, what can I do with that? My roster is already depleted and I got a starting pitcher that's laboring through 84 pitches and a five run lead. Right. Yeah. So what do you want him to do? Right. Pull your so-called ace after four and a third inning and 80 pitches and boom, boom through your bad bullpen. Mm hmm. Right. No, it's a lose lose situation, quite literally. Um. The other thought I had, because when they first hired Tony, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? I thought that was stupid. And then I came around to him and they had that a good year, relatively speaking. And he really seemed to get the whole clubhouse behind him. I think the only way his job could be jeopardized is if Anderson and Abreu start not liking what he's doing because as long as those guys are on his side i don't think he's going anywhere yeah uh well you got to think about who uh jose abreu and tim anderson is i I talk about it on uh, back at radio all the time they're the most consistent guys in the clubhouse so any adversity they're just going to work harder work through you know what i'm saying bulldoze through like i'm just going to work myself exhausted till i get the resort results i want so couple that with a terrible clubhouse culture of, yeah, we're just going through the motions. There's a lot of medium there. I could lay some of that blame down to Jose Abreu because if you're going to be the leader of the clubhouse, you know, connect to Robert and Yoan Moncada, when are they going to, when are you going to hold them accountable as humans? Mm-hmm. Like Jerry Reinsdorf ain't going to come down in the locker room and smack Moncada's on the ass. No, no, it's up to Jose Abreu to do that, have a hands-on approach. But I think he's the big teddy bear. Yeah, he don't want to. He don't want to uh, come off abrasive. That's not his mode. Yeah, that's a real interesting point. I hadn't thought of it that way because 
whenever things are going well, Jose is like joking around with, excuse me, joking around, all smiles. Like that's his personality. I have never seen him seem to come down on another guy. I'd be really curious about that. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. No. Like, yeah, can you can you imagine your Moncada just went 0 for 5 with seven strikeouts and now Jose Abreu like, yeah, let's get him tomorrow for another for another 10 strikeouts. Right. But it would be interesting to see him chew somebody's ass out. Like, yeah, he's not hustling or, or not getting it done. Or to see Tim Anderson. I actually, I don't know. I mean, he's still in the clubhouse with them. I haven't seen him get on anybody's case either. That's really interesting. Yeah. As the leaders of the clubhouse. Huh. Maybe we maybe we need to just play Loriano's video from yesterday on a fucking loop. Right. At the, the clubhouse until right. they get it. And that did the, did the A's ever did they win a game? Yes, they actually that after Loriano shoot their ass out, they scored a five run in and to take the lead. Mm-hmm. And he got ejected. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's worth it. Definitely. Sure. Um, okay, next thing, the pitching, which is also a mess. Everything is bad right now. Everything mm-hmm. is bad. Kopech gets hurt today in the first inning after 12 pitches. Uh, they said it was his knee. So that could be he, and he has like a 1.9 ERA or something. On yeah. That. So if he's out for extended period of time, now we've got one less arm to use and we're going to see more what's his name davis martin and bennett souza and reynaldo lopez who i yeah more oh yeah jimmy lambert jimmy that's lambert. what i want i want my pen and race coming down to if jimmy lambert is taking the ball every fifth day right. <laughs> jesus it's it's like it hurts because now we don't – you lose Kopech, you don't have a stopper in the rotation. Right. It's, it, you don't have a stopper. So you're at the mercy of your own wins and losses. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And somebody else brought this up on Twitter that, I mean, the offense, at least in the last four games, they've scored 32 runs, but they've lost three out of four of those games. Like, that's bad. Mm-hmm. That means you're 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 pitching as eroded. Yeah. And even when you don't, even even when you put up zeros, it doesn't matter, Joe, because you're gonna give it right back up. Mm-hmm. Which they did multiple times. Yeah. So if you uh if you're GM of the Yankees, I mean of the Yankees, of the White Sox, are you uh breaking it down, selling at the trade deadline? You sell everything you can. You sell everything you can. You sell because you got to think about it. Let's look at the the worst players on the team. Grandal and Moncada. Okay. They're already paid. Yes. You're not moving those guys. Nobody will pick up their salaries. Somebody will pay a hefty price for Lucas Giolito. Okay. You You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, you got to make a decision. Are you re-signing this clown after two years and he's going to squeeze you for every penny you have? Or 
do you start the next regime? But if you trade Giolito, you got to part ways with Rick Hahn because that means your rebuild was a sham. Oh, right. And you can't go into the you can't give Rick Hahn another rebuilding situation because then you'll just be in a carousel. Right. He screwed up this time. He'll mm -hmm. not screw up the next time. That's, I like that. Fire Rick, Rick Hahn. Yeah, um, he has to fight. He has to lose his job. And I don't like calling for people's job, but I'm a diehard White Sox fan, and I deserve better. Sure. Yeah, that's what everyone's so, you know, this is the window. The window is supposed to be right now. And we can't uh, afford, like, 10 more seasons of being an 80 and 82 team, because that's what it always seems to come down to. Bad, bad organizational structures. Or we get Jerry to sell the team. That's the other thing. If we could put, get together $1.8 billion, I think it was last time I checked, uh, we should buy the White Sox from him. Yeah, I don't see no chance in hell. He probably already blessed it to Michael Ryan's store. Mm -hmm. So I think the next big move is the White Sox going to trade for a guy like Zach Levine. <laughs> and then we're gonna be mad all over again but uh one trait that could save our season and the white Sox it'll keep the window open is uh moving giolito to miami and getting sandy alcantara and jazz chisholm i like that i would love to have jazz chisholm on this team uh, yeah i know i was reading what ha what went down with him and his teammates did he do something to piss them off yeah, I'm not sure. I, I can't watch the Marlins enough. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, so. That would be fun. Uh, but, I mean, what, the, the, he got sat down for a couple of days? Yeah, I'll look it up. That, um, he was, yeah, I'll Google that. Because um, there was some kind of controversy about, oh, he's, the way he's playing and things like that. Um Red what, the 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 flare that he plays yeah, with flare, yeah lightning rod jazz chisholm um chisholm turned out this is from the new york post chisholm turned out to be the subject of criticism in the team meeting called by don mattingly according to sources as teammates apparently aren't always as enamored as fans who love the style and sizzle mattingly said he didn't want anyone talking behind anyone's back and perhaps a little upfront honesty worked quizzed on what specifically was said to chisel marlin's gm kim ing declined to elaborate further reluctant to provide further details happy everyone is responding teammates may be jealous jazz is like dennis rodman he will always be a lightning rod but he works and plays hard so whatever i don't know don madding yeah yeah, I think Maddenly is just uh, trying to get him how to win the right way, mm -hmm. you know, because if you look at a guy like Jazz Chisholm, it's a lot of flair. Yeah. Yeah, you work hard and everything else, but sometimes you're not going to have success uh, enough in the public eye to keep playing at that level. They just probably think he's not taking the game as serious. He's putting his brand and marketing himself before, you know. Right that type of stuff i don't i don't see a lot because if you think about it joe 
who else is on the Marlins that can get eyeballs on TVs? I have no idea. I mean, I'm a I'm a Brian Anderson stan. I love me some Garrett Cooper. Hell, I even I even picked up Jesus Sanchez in fantasy, who was a really good player, but he's not moving the needle. No. Soleil. Yo, Mickey Rojas, that's who's jealous. He can't uh-huh. do shit that Jazz G- Jazz Chisholm is doing. Damn near a decade younger than you, and you're a little limber. That's exactly it, yeah. Rojas is hitting 213. That's not very good. Yeah, Rojas looked in the mirror. Right, exactly. Interesting. They lost to the Astros today. That's a weird game. Marlins versus Astros. Um, okay, I like that plan. I would love to have Jazz Chisholm on this team. Um, you want to talk about so you for this season you can switch over to the Boston Red Sox, who are playing much better than Chicago right now. Yeah, well, I, last time I was on you guys' show, it was the Bucks and Milwaukee still in the playoffs, and I told you uh, JD Martinez was going to heat up, mm-hmm. and Lord and behold, he, he's turning Seattle into his own playground. Um, yeah, the Red Sox are going to be fine because. If you look at when where they've been good this year, the starting pitch and the bullpen have, you know, exceeded expectations. Like, yeah, we know on paper the Red Sox rotation and staff as a whole is meh, but you still have to play the games. Yes. And if you look at uh, just look at a guy like Nick Pavet. Okay. You you would see fifth guy in the rotation, you know, you just want him to throw five innings. But then you see Nick Pavetta, the Red Sox pitcher. Now you think, oh, this guy's screaming bloody murder, dropping fucking curveballs, going seven, eight innings, keeping a shutout together, two, three, four hitting people. That's that's why the Red Sox are going to be okay. And then look at Michael Walker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who they just put on the IL, one of their pitchers? Yavaldi. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know what's going on with him? Oh, hold on. I just uh actually just seen it. They but I don't think it's I don't think it's anything major to be honest with you. That way. They played Seattle, they beat Seattle 2 nothing today. On a Devils home run. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, lower back inflammation because he's been Carrying a fucking rotation, JoJo. Okay. All right. Well, that's that shouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and I asked Twitter this a while ago. If the wheels come off the Chicago White Sox season, whose bandwagon should I jump on? And I'm torn between the Mets and the Brewers. I think... Uh, I could get on either of those teams' bandwagons if it comes down to it. Uh, I would probably, I would want you to go with the Brew Crew because they got one of my favorite shortstops, Willie Adamas. They got out. my my favorite uh, chunky guy, Rowdy Telez. Like watching Rowdy Telez get on top of a line drive and hit it off the fucking scoreboard in Milwaukee—that's beautiful. That's the American dream, JoJo. <laughs> So I would, I'd fuck the Mets. Fuck the Mets? Really? Why fuck yeah. the Mets? 
Well, they're about to they're about to choke away the goddamn division right now. They're gonna do what the Mets always do. They're the Mets gonna met, Joe. Mets gonna met. <laughs> yeah, the Mets are gonna met. I could see that happening real easily. Braves are coming on real strong too. Yeah, it took them a while, but they they've been kicking some ass lately, which is exciting. I, I I always like want to get really into the Braves, but then I never. I don't know. Like I'm always like, oh, the Braves have got this great young team. They're so good and exciting, and then like I'll watch them in the playoffs, and I'm like, eh, I don't really like the Braves every year. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, Joe, I still do the chop. You do? <laughs> I get I get voted off social media every time because I still you will. do the chop. <laughs> but look, look at how the Braves got 11-game win streak because the offense has just exploded. Mm-hmm. Like, look, look how much premium talent you got. You, you lost Freddie Freeman. You just fell into Matt Olson, right? Yeah. You got Austin Riley at third base, who's the top five third baseman in the league. Okay. Ozzie Albies was the worst hitter on your team for the first month. Now, all of a sudden, he's hitting grand slams into the chop house. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Ronald Lacuna came Acuna. back in fuego. Yeah. That guy is so good. You got a creative player named Michael Smith out there killing, too. Looks like Kenny Lofton a little bit. Really? I don't know. Yes. Cool. Absolutely. Mm. And you think the Mets are going to choke? Yeah. That's what the Mets do. Exactly. I could definitely see that. The, I got, <laughs> about the chop, I have this buddy of mine. We used to work together. Great guy. Huge fucking Florida State football fan. Fucking loves Florida State. And we would be at balls together watching college football and every time Florida State starts doing something he would get so excited and just start doing the chop right then and there in you know whatever in in a ball in Illinois I'm always like oh my god like he's the only he's the only guy doing it and he's doing it just like super loud we're not even in an FSU ball or anything like that I'm like oh god God. Yeah, you lucky you didn't get escorted out of there. <laughs> I'm like, I don't it know. It would have been a civil rights movement in there. <laughs> I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. I don't know this guy. <laughs> Sneak out the back door. Yeah. Um, Rowdy Telez, my one thing about Rowdy Telez is that he kind of, the Brewers had one mascot. It's not the guy that they have now. But they've got one mascot that's literally a barrel of beer. Mm-hmm. And I always think Rowdy Telez looks like that guy. He's a keg that slugs 510. <laughs> yeah, he's shaped like a keg, exactly. I, I, but honestly, I said this on uh, Bad Guy Radio when we did our division picks. I got the Cardinals winning the, the whole National League. You do? I feel like pound for pound. If you take Mookie Betts off the Dodgers, I think the Cardinals are the best team in the National League. If you okay. go position by position. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big, <laughs> you know, if you take an MVP off of this. You know, league. just remove Mookie Betts. Right. Yeah, just <laughs> okay. Hypothetically, take the best player out the National League. 
Oh, I didn't know the Cardinals were at, the Cardinals are actually on top of that division right now. They're a half game ahead of Milwaukee. Milwaukee has been held down the division uh all you know all season. So it took the Cardinals to win some games. Yeah, interesting. Uh who's playing good for the Cardinals right now? Uh Harrison Bader, Tommy mm-hmm. Edmond, uh, the creative player uh Nolan Gorman. Mm-hmm. Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. I mean, you already have Arenado, and then you just got Tyler O'Neill back. Mm-hmm. And I think the best defensive right fielder that's not named, once again, Mookie Betts, Dylan Carlson. Right. Once he starts hitting, you add that to the lineup. I, the, the Cardinals are just fucking solid, bro. Mm-hmm. They're just solid everywhere. Always all too. Yeah. Always all, and then they're pitching. What's the rotation? Wainwright, Michaelis, mm. uh, Jordan Hicks, Hicks, Dakota Hudson. Yeah, like once again, another Cardinal style rotation. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get overachievement out of your bullpen. Yeah, just piece it together, get it to Gallegos in the ninth, yeah. and that's been the formula all year. Right. And everybody else in the NL Central sucks. Pittsburgh, the Cubs, and Cincinnati are all real bad. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be – that's actually going to be interesting coming down to the stretch between the Cardinals and the Brewers. I, I like the Brewers better. I don't know why. I guess just living in central Illinois, this is like Champaign is kind of right on the border between Cardinals Nation and Cubs Nation. So there's lots of like Cubs v Cardinals rivalry in this area, and I get tired of it. I don't like the Cardinals, but they're yeah, good. I'll give them that. You know who's the most interesting division right now? Which? The National League West. Sure. Can I give you a, a hot fire take right now? Yes, please. The Dodgers won't win the West. I could see that. Yeah. I think San Diego is going to take advantage of Colorado being better and Arizona not giving away games. Like the the division is going to come down to the Dodgers and the Padres because they both got more talent than the Giants. The problem is the Dodgers aren't invincible enough to, to win every game against the Diamondbacks and to push Colorado out of the way like they've done the last 15 years. Those days are done. So now the Dodgers got to play a whole complete season on top of the Padres getting their shit together. It's a half game right now. The Dodgers are 37-23. The Padres are 37-24. And the Giants are in third place at 33-26. and Three and a half games back. You know, we just played the Dodgers. They beat us two out of three. Um <laughs> They've got MVP Mookie Betts, MVP Clayton Koshaw, MVP Freddie Freeman, MVP Cody Bellinger on that team. They're still really good. But yeah. the Padres, like Manny Machado has just been crushing it, hasn't he? Well, you got to think about it. If you look at the totality of what Manny Machado is doing, he just turned himself into a complete hitter at the age of 28, Joe. Because look at the batting average. Look at the RBIs. No, average 320, on-base percentage, 392, 10 runs. So it's not not like an Aaron Judge type of ascension, but 
Manny is getting them over and getting them in. And you know who's the MVP of the Padres? Jerks and fucking Profar. Ooh, is, good call. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. You know, every I, I've been watching his fucking highlights for two months straight. Yeah. That guy is having a great one. Seven home runs, hitting 252 with a 348 OBP. 33 RBIs. That guy is having a great. I only I only know that because he's on my fantasy team right now. Yeah, like pro far. You still got the Chrome Zone. Eric Hosmer started the fucking season looking like Tony Gwynn. <laughs> so, uh, it, when you look at the Padres, what do they have in the rotation? Clevenger's getting his uh, legs back under him. You Darvish looks fucking nasty every fifth day, Joe. Every fifth day. You got the young kid, Ryan Weathers, coming up, too. You know what I'm saying? So the Padres are grooming the next crop while their stars are peaking right now. Oh, by the way, eventually, they're going to get Fernando Tatis Jr. back. Yep. Right. They're a half game back of the Dodgers on June 12th without Fernando Tatis. Yeah. 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 I like it. They are also, their pitching staff, they're second in the league in batting average against, third in whip, and fourth in ERA just as a staff. So they arguably have the best pitching in the league. Yeah. That's a hot take. But the, the Dodgers will still make the playoffs, right? Yes. Well, you got to think about it. It's not like, I'm, I'm just saying just because the Padres could win the West doesn't mean the Dodgers finish anything less than 20 games over 500. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then it's whatever. It, it's a fucking crapshoot once you get to the playoffs. Um, all right. We have made two more topics. Pick a topic. Do you want to talk about how to construct a lineup? Or do you want to talk about the New York Yankees? Well, I feel like both. We could touch both because okay. I'm going to tell you. Like, I'm an American League fucking guru, okay? Sure. I am an American League supremacist. Yes, agreed. Constructing lineups are the reason why I love the American League. That's why I'm a Red Sox fan. I feel like every year the Red Sox put together the best fucking lineups in the league. Okay, I believe that. Let's go through one through three. Gotcha. I need athleticism and contact. These are the three... Three guys that'll be on base the most. So mm -hmm. I need power, speed, and contact. Basically, for four through six is a little bit tricky because you don't want to load it up with a lot of power guys because then you'll just be a, a vacuum for double plays, and you could get pitched to at one point in your lineup. I I love Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna because those are leadoff guys that could fill that void in the middle of the lineup, three, four. Like, look at what the Dodgers are doing with Trey Turner. Where were they, where were they hitting him? Uh, Trey? Yeah. He was batting cleanup in Chicago. Because I, I had the thought, I was like, huh, that's interesting that Mookie Betts is their leadoff guy, which I liked, but he's also a power hitter. Yeah, well, that's why he's hitting leadoff because you could imagine if I told you I got the chance to start 1 0. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Here's a free so, one. Every, every, here you go. The game just started. Here's a free one. Yep. Yeah. Look at, look at what, look at Jacoby Ellsbury. He didn't get paid. 
mm-hmm. for being a slap dick. He got paid because he produced out the leadoff spot. Ian Kinsler, per- a perfect example for those Texas Rangers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I could put a leadoff guy's speed in the middle of my lineup, I'm taking out of the double plays and I could flip the card. Because let's just say if I got, uh, you remember the outfielder, Chris Young, played no. for the Diamondbacks, played yeah. for the R- Red Sox. Imagine instead of moving him leadoff, I could bat him six. So now it's like I have another leadoff guy mm. at the sixth position. So six, seven, eight, that can turn into another version of my one, uh, one, two, three. Four. Right. Exactly. Four, if you're including nine. Because you don't want the bottom of your lineup just to be three automatic outs. Like when you've got a bad baseball team, that's what it starts to feel like. Yeah. We might as well give up on at one out of every third inning. Um, What about, okay, so if you're looking at OPS, where do your, and, and taking into account other things, like you said, speed and power, where do you put your best OPS guys statistics like who's the guy with the highest ops in your lineup where does he bat two four and seven two four and seven i like it yeah because you got to think ops just isn't about getting on base it's about doing damage when you when you have those opportunities see you just said it jojo the bottom part of my order isn't going to be a slouch. So I'm going to need people to drive in my eight and nine hitters. Yeah. You got to produce out the bottom of that somehow. And that's your your one, two guys. So you need though, I mean, you know, somebody, you're not, maybe you're the Dodgers. You need your eight, nine guys to find a way to get on base, even if they're statistically the worst hitters in your lineup. Mm -hmm. They still need to get on base. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I want Andrew Vaughn to bat for the White Sox. Like I have no problem with Tony shifting the lineup, but when you got players like Luis Robert and Andrew Vaughn who are power hitters yeah. with a good with the ability to sustain their OPS, you have to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So what would so would you like something like Robert at four and Vaughn at seven or something? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes. You know, if we had. God, it's so crazy. I know this is really beating a dead horse, but as soon as Tim Anderson went down and we didn't have him in that leadoff spot, that just killed everything for us. Yeah, because nobody, no opposing pitcher felt pressure facing the White Sox to start the game. Like right. you're just giving him an opportunity to get settled in earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, I actually think Mendick is doing pretty good in Pollock also. Like, yeah, Mendick's uh, doing awesome. Yeah, I'm not shitting on them, but they're still not. Like, when you lose Tim Anderson in that leadoff spot, you lose so much for the rest of the hitters. Um, interesting theory, because, like, White Sox Twitter spends too much time obsessing about the lineups, in my opinion. They um, do. Yeah. Um, and but like it's it's interesting it's an interesting conversation and I'm like what if like what's wrong with my first my number one guy is my highest OPS and it goes in descending order one through nine what's wrong with that philosophy of constructing a lineup yeah I mean I just wouldn't want to have my 
best OPS guy just batting one because then the only person he'll be able to drive in is himself or maybe, you know, the eight, nine guys if they get on. At least having him two, at least you could multiply that, drive in my leadoff guy. That way, if you do hit the ball out of the ballpark, it's two runs. And if you just work a walk, that'd be two guys on. Right. Or a, a double, if you can get your leadoff guy into scoring position, then just get a hit, knock him home. Yeah. It's like uh, people look at me crazy when I say I would love to bet J.D. Martinez second in the, in the Red Sox lineup. Instead of fourth, is he usually clean up? Yeah, exactly. Because if you think about it, J.D. hits into a lot of double plays. Sure. Eliminate that. How many double plays are you going to hit into if your leadoff man is on, the fastest guy on your team? Mm-hmm. And two-thirds of the time, he's you're coming up to bat with one out and nobody on, so there is no double. Yeah. Right. Kind of like, and I'm, I like Leroy Garcia, but every time I'm like, oh, great, two on, Leroy's up, here comes a double play. Mm-hmm. And Leroy's fast as hell. Yeah, the, the, the fact that he hits into double plays is quite alarming. <laughs> but he, he's not great. <laughs> Love the guy. He's not great. He's not great. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. Ken W.O. Uh, uh, put the APB out on you. Does, wait, I thought he was a Leary guy. He is a he is oh, a Leary yeah. guy. Oh, I will defend my whole thing. My whole thing is Leary is doing his job. Like, he's not supposed to be carrying this team, right? Like, I don't know. People who shit on him, really, they're mad at Han. Like, don't be mad at Leroy Garcia. He's getting the job done. Yeah, I mean, he's doing exactly what you need him to do. It's not Leary's fault that his teammates are made of glass. Right, exactly. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, I I want, like, Robert to start hitting home runs. Like, it's hard because so many players on the White Sox have just been terrible so far. And he's at least getting average, getting on base, stealing bases. But I want him to start. I'm like, oh, that's another fly ball out. And I'm really frustrated with that. Well, he doesn't stay behind the ball enough to drive the ball out the park. If you look at, like, look at his at-bats today. Um. He, I think he had to go ahead, run on one out, first and third, one out. And he, the first pitch slider away, he flailed at it and popped out on the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of contact, weak contact away from Robert. And it's because he's out in front. So once he gets back in the stand behind the fucking ball, Jojo, he's going to keep hitting these singles. He's going to keep, you know, giving me easy fly balls, cans of fucking corn. And corn. Yeah. I'm really frustrated with that because. He's so strong and such an amazing athlete. We need him to, he needs to be hitting more than what you got, six or seven home runs this season. Yeah. Like if you, if you look at Luis Roberts numbers and put them next to Nate Lowe's numbers for Texas, it's amazing. Is Lowe that much better right now? I wouldn't say Nate Lowe is a better baseball player than Luis Robert, but I would say Nate Lowe, is quality enough to make this an argument. Yeah. Like the numbers back it up. You know what I'm saying? And it fucking shouldn't be. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be. No. <laughs> That's really frustrating. 
Aaron Judge, AL MVP. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so, the best center fielder in the game right now. Yeah. He's it's like what he's doing in the first what it's been two and a half months of this season. It's just like wow. And I hate that guy. I hate it. I mean, I, why? I, he, I mean, you <laughs> gotta root for Aaron Judge. I mean, I, I hate the Yankees too, Joe, but I hate the Yankees. I actually because my whole thing has been Yankee fa- I hate Yankee fans. And Yankee fans love Aaron Judge. Love, love, love Aaron Judge. And my thing until this year, and I'm eating shit about this now, until this year, I'm like, why do you love Judge so much? Stanton's the best guy on your team. Hell no. No, no, no. Aaron Judge is putting all that to rest right now. And yeah. He's a 5-2 player. He looks like a fucking small four. He looks like Grant Williams playing center field for the fucking <laughs> – if you put Aaron Judge in a Warriors jersey, you'll think he played for the Warriors. <laughs> and he's fast. Yeah. And he's fast for a guy. He that... can move for a big guy. That's why you could plug him in center. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's that's really what he's doing right now is amazing. I could see you think four AL East teams are going to the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Toronto, Tampa Bay, Yankees, and Red Sox. Because Red Sox are getting their shit together right now. I think the Red Sox will be the 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 top seeded wild card team. Okay. Yeah, because if you think about what's going to take place, uh, Toronto and Tampa, their pitching staffs is going to erode because they don't have the the depth there. Like you got to think about it. The Red Sox are getting Chris Sale and Big Maple uh, Paxson back. Good. So there's going to be support in a rotation for when the season gets long. Mm-hmm. I can't say the same for the Blue Jays. And you know, with a young, with a young team, with a young core, now you get to see how they handle adversity. Right. Sure. I mean, Alec Manoa is amazing, but uh, yeah, he and the Cy Young watch. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but uh, I, I think I, I'm be honest with you, the best pitcher in the game right now is Shane McClellan. McClanahan oh. from Tampa. I like that. I I ain't got no arguments. Uh, Verlander's having a really good season again too, isn't he? It's like, yeah, he's a really good pitcher. Like, sure, he's just a really good pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like at whatever season he's in now, uh, he's still just bringing it, which is I'm impressed with. All right. I am going to two of these White Sox at Tigers games in Detroit. Really? Yeah. I'm going to go to the Tuesday and the Wednesday game. Never been to Comerica Park before. This will be my first trip. So I am excited about that. <laughs> yeah. bring Hey, bring back some uh, Detroit pan pizza. I know people shit on that type of pizza. Pan pizza is pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, uh we are going to go, I'm going with my cousins, and um, we're going to go to get Detroit-style pizza. I don't know from where yet. If anybody's got any recommendations, let me know. Yeah. Bring um, back an Eric Haas, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See if they got some of those. Try that. So hopefully we do better than we have been. I'm going to be kind of sad because I'm like, ah, the White Sox are bad. And now I'm at a road game with them. Yeah. Life comes at you fast. Yeah, exactly. But it will be fun. I'm excited about that. 
All right, Justin, I got to go. I really appreciate it. You uh, jumping on for this emergency White Sox, the world, the sky is falling. Podcast. Yeah, it's uh, nice and therapeutic. It is. It really is. We got to do this. Uh, and log off Twitter. I've got to tell myself to log off Twitter sometimes because that's just reinforcing the negativity. Yeah. White Sox Twitter is a, a tumor that we keep and, feeding. Yeah, exactly. So got to break that cycle. All right. Uh, you're on Bad Guy Radio. Uh, what's your Twitter handle after we just talk shit about Twitter? Yeah, well, my Twitter handle is uh, Panthera underscore Onka6. And uh, like JoJo said, you can find me on the Bad Guy Radio too, wreaking havoc on that uh, Twitter app. Right. Uh, you can follow us on all your social media apps, Dump on the Ump on Facebook, Twitter, uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Justin, thanks again, man. Uh, uh, take it easy. I will see you next time. All right. Love you guys. See ya. Sweet baby, I'm